from Bad Wires Media. This is the Bad Wires, and this is episode 11, I think. I think this is episode 11. Maybe. It's 11. Um, I can actually go check. Wow, so it's so convenient. Uh, yeah, this is just a great start to the show. I have to go check what episode we're on. Yep, we're on episode 11. Yo, let's go episode 11. I know. So, uh, the first topic for today is... Xiaomi has surpassed Apple to become the number two worldwide smartphone vendor in quarter two of 2021. So unlike the most popular American belief that iPhones are the best, Samsung is actually the best phone maker in terms of sales. Then it was Apple, then it was Xiaomi. Now, Xiaomi has overtaken Apple for the second spot, and so now it goes Samsung, Xiaomi, and then Apple. So Apple's iPhone sales were surpri- were surpassed by smartphone sales from San- from Samsung and Chinese smartphone or smartphone maker Xiaomi. The Xiaomi surpassing Apple and taking the number two spot for the first time. Samsung was the most popular smartphone vendor with a 19% market share and 15% profit growth, but Xiaomi earned n- number earned 17% share thanks to an 83% growth in smartphone sales during the quarter. Apple was responsible for 14% market share, followed by Oppo, Vivo, with 10% each. Xiaomi's growth is thanks to overseas business, with company with company increasing shipments by more than 300% in Latin America, 150% in Africa, and 50% in Western Europe. Xiaomi is known for selling affordable smartphones, and its average selling price is around 75% cheaper than Apple's iPhones. Going forward to overtake Samsung. Canalys suggest that Xiaomi will need an increase of sales in its high-end devices like the Mi 11 Ultra, which is priced at over $900. This is a quote. So, a major priority for Xiaomi this year is to grow sales of its high-end devices, such as the Mi 11 Ultra, but it will also be a tough battle. With Oppo and Vivo sharing the same objective and both willing to spend big money on marketing to build their brands, Xiaomi is not going to win this easy. All vendors are fighting hard to su- to su- to secure supply of global chips among the global chip among the global chip shortage. But Xiaomi has already seen its sights on the next prize, displacing Samsung to be the world's next largest vendor. Global smartphone shipments are vary from quarter to quarter, and it's usually Apple or Samsung taking the first or second spots. In the fourth quarter of twenty twenty one of twenty twenty. Apple was the number one smartphone vendor in the world due to its strong sales of the iPhone 12. So Apple may overtake Xiaomi in subsequent quarters as the launch of the iPhone 13 launches. Cool. Do you? What do you think is going to happen next? So I think that this is going to be good for everyone. So I like Xiaomi devices. I think they're always budget conscious in their um, pricing. And, you know, it's just, I think it's going to be good for the all-around market to see Apple try to beat Xiaomi again, and everyone gets better by this. So, I think that's that topic. Asher, I think you have the next topic. Yes. Customer rights group in Spain demands Apple compensate customers for iPhone slowdowns caused by iOS 4. 14.5 and 14.6. So, Spain's organizations of customers and users, also known as the OCU, 
sent a letter to Apple demanding they compensate customers for re reported obsolete, um, sorry, um, obsol obsolence practices related to recent iPhone models, including the 12, 11, 8, and XS. And according to them, the iOS 14.5, 14.5.1, and iOS 14.6 had caused significantly, da significantly damaged customer they have significantly damaged consumer devices by causing their processor speed to drop and lowering battery life. And they asked Apple to justify the lack of performance and and oh, come on. And they threatened to um, start a lawsuit. What do you think? So I think this is good. Okay. So for those that don't know, I run with a iPhone 7 and I'm currently on the iOS 15 beta. I'm going to tell you how much battery I get on this iOS iOS 15 beta. Around 2 hours if I don't have low power low power mode on and about 3 to 4 hours if I do. Now, just to put this in clarification, I got a new battery like a couple like one or two months ago. So, I have the best I'm in the best possible situation for this. If I didn't have this new battery, I'd probably be looking at one to two hours with low power mode on. This is a shame, okay? Uh, yeah, Apple for is real. supporting these, okay? Apple plans to support these on iOS 15. And I do, ne do not even have the minimum requirement. I have the iPhone 7. What about those on the iPhone 6S, okay? What are they going to be doing? They, are they going to be dragging them their chargers along with them everywhere they go? No. No one wants to do that. What we need is a all-day battery. And see, this is a hardware and software problem. And Apple knows this. They know that when they stick smaller batteries in their phones, eventually down their line, they're going to have to slow down the battery. Slow, I mean, slow down the, the CPU. Because it can't, it can't keep up with the new iOS software. They know this. But yet, they stick ridiculously sh um, small batteries in phones. And everyone always gripes on this. And their response is because Apple has... Apple's iOS is usually very good at managing battery. But it doesn't matter. We need bigger batteries. For real. Well, next we have your next topic. Yes. So next topic is the U.S. is finally cracking down on Fulfilled by Amazon, citing sales of 400,000-plus hazardous items. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, the CPSC, yesterday filed a complaint against Amazon over the sales of hundreds of thousands of hazardous products including carbon monoxide detectors that fail to actually yeah. do their job, hair dryers without required protection from shock and electric electrocution, flammable sleepwear meant for children. The CPSC said it sued Amazon to force the recall of dangerous products. While Amazon has halted sales of most of them already and issued refunds, the CPSC said it isn't satisfied of how Amazon notified customers and said the industry giant must do, must do more to ensure that faulty problems projects are destroyed and they're right okay it says fulfilled by amazon and to most 
educated people. That means, oh, they're just the company that makes these products is just shipping is just having items stored at Amazon warehouses. But to the layman, this means, oh, Amazon endorses this product. As much as I hate to say it, the Amazon name is quite hefty when it comes to knowing a product. Would you rather buy a product that says some Chinese no-name or Amazon? I'm going to choose Amazon. Because it sounds... And looking at their business, it's safer. But I really hate Amazon. I'm going off a tangent. Amazon has been useless for these past couple of years. I search up tech. You know what it does? It sticks Amazon Renewed down my throat. And Amazon <laughs> Renewed is trash, okay? Like, it's renewed by Amazon. I don't trust Amazon. As much as I was saying back then, earlier... I don't like Amazon when it comes to their renewed products. They're not that good. But, you know, that's really what I have to say on this. Do you have do you have to say anything, Asher? Not really, no. So, next, I think it's you. Yeah. Well, there are iPhone 13 rumors. It said it was said that it's going to be set to launch this year. And according to Digi Times, there will be improved Wi-Fi 6E protocol offering users an extended access to, i mean access to an extended version of the wi-fi 6 framework with added benefit of a six gigahertz band what do you think about the um all this stuff it's kind of weird for me so i say that this is good and it, it's gonna be um it's just gonna be overall better for the consumer to get faster speeds yeah and seems it's gonna have so it seems It'll be faster than the iPhone 11 with, because it had Wi-Fi 6 framework, and now that Wi-Fi 6 offers them significantly improved speeds and security, which sounds pretty nice to me, and mm-hmm. and and but it seems, except for the except for the but the added six gigahertz band will result in increased bandwidth and less interference in devices that to support Wi-Fi 6. What about that? So I think this is just overally a good approach. I say always go with the best option. And as much as they have been rumoring that the iOS, that the iPhone 13 is going to be a minor update compared to the 12 with, you know, rumors of more advanced displays and only improved cameras and, you know, maybe a smaller notch. I think this is going to be good anyway that it does have a um, Wi-Fi 6E technology into it. Yeah. Especially because... As um, people said, iOS, I mean, Wi-Fi 60 was only supposed to be a standard feature in 2022. So to see it that it's come somewhat of a year early, I think that's also good. Well, that's all I have to say on that. What about you? So, you know, I, I think I've already said my piece about I think this is a great option. But what's not a great option, great segue, by the way, is Google Meet putting clams on free users oh. and posing a one-hour meet limit. <laughs> So Google Meet money, dude. was rushed out the door to video conferencing needs for co- for the COVID-19 pandemic. And the service presented a deal for free users, a video call limit of 24 hours for group calls. And But today, 9to5Google confirmed that Google's pandemic pr- promotion is over. And Google Meet now limits free users to one hour video calls. 
Meet was the original was originally supposed to be an uncapped video calls from its April launch until uh, September 30th, 2020. But Google ended its extending deadline twice. Oh, no, sorry, they ended up extending it twice. Google Meet's new monetization plan is laid out across two support documents. The meeting's host can, can determine the video call limits. Free users can do one-to-one -one video chats for, 21, for 24 hours, and group calls are capped at 100 participants in a 16-minute duration. At 55 minutes, you'll get a warning message, luckily. Google's paid account offering, Google Workspace, formerly G Suite, has many tiers that lift these that lift these requirements the lowest tier of google workspace the six dollar per user per month business starter level will lift the time limit the twelve dollar per oh, user so bad per user per month business standard will bump you up to 100 participants and add extra features like noise cancellation hand raising breakout rooms and meeting recordings it's good for google i'm just not liking stuff like noise cancellation and stuff like that being at at the higher subscription of course they have to make money they can't just yeah they, they can't have just release things forever free. or it's going to be a useless product it's just like they're better google is not the best out there and there's better things that offer free noise cancellation and that's like the problem with, for mm -hmm. me so now we're gonna have a sponsored break from another show at bad wise media mentioned by the last episode neon so neon i've already actually recorded the episode i've already charted out this entire season so this episode will be on laserdisc and i'll probably include a snippet of it somewhere around now what is laserdisc you might ask laserdisc was invented by david paul gregg and james roswell in 1970 it was patented in 1970 and again in 1990 and so i hope you liked it and the next episode after the laserdisc one will be on vhs so I will see you July 30th. Hello, it is me. So as an idiot, I messed up our recording so that there's the metronome clicking while we're talking. As you could see, that would be annoying. So I am just going to tell you by myself instead of Asher bringing here because he doesn't have the time what we talked about. So first, we basically discussed how LG's rollable TV, that's 50 times as much as a normal OLED, because they're pricing it at $100,000, which is outrageous, just outrageous, that, well, one, it's outrageous, and that no one should buy it, no matter what, especially because it has subpar quality, then they're top-of-the-line OLED, or they're top-of-the-line normal OLED, which is the LG G1 sets, which cost under $3,000, and that have a better looking picture quality. So that's about it on that topic. Then next, we talked about Apple introducing the MagSafe battery to charge on the iPhone 12. And I talked about how your iPhone might get slightly warmer while it charges to extend the, to extend the lifespan of the battery. Uh, so it limit charging at 80% when it's warm. And I described what is slightly warm. Like, come on, guys. Slightly warm. Because, you know, the degree of comfortably warm and burning your legs is not that high. It's actually relatively close to each other. So that's something to keep in mind. And um, it also has a charge management feature 
to maintain battery health in cases of where your MagSafe battery pack is connected to power for prolonged periods of time. And I think that this is a horrible product. It may fall off. It only it limits your charging to eighty percent. If you need that much extra battery, say if you're if you have iOS fifteen on like an iPhone seven. I mean, not an iPhone seven because I won't support it. Let's say you have battery issues on like an iPhone twelve. Just get a um battery case. That'll solve all your problems. It, it would even work with iPhone sevens and other devices like that. So really, I don't see the purpose of this. I really don't see why anyone would buy it short of just wanting it but like eh. and another thing is oneplus is canceling its base model oneplus 9 pro it will only sell a $1,069 version so the global ship chip shortage is actually claiming another victim android police reports that oneplus is canceling the base model of the oneplus 9 pro for the u.s during the phone March 1, 2021 announcement. OnePlus said the device would start off at 969 for a version with 8GB of RAM and 126GB of storage, but that model has since been discontinued. Instead, the phone is effectively getting a price increase in the U.S. to $1,069 for 12GB of RAM and 250GB of storage, and it will be sold in the U.S. OnePlus starts selling the 1,069 SKU in April, but the 969 version was never coming out, even though they said it was. It never went up for pre-order, and OnePlus gave the Android police the following statement. The OnePlus 9 X-128 variant was originally said to be sold in North America for 969. Unfortunately, due to unforeseen su supply constraints in specific North American devices, we recently concluded it is no longer possible to bring back this configuration to the United States and Canada. In North America, we are pri prioritizing the 12 by 256 version to ensure our users have access to the high-end spec. But they are not using. They are pri prioritizing that they have enough money in their pocket. And I'm betting that they could, they could have done the 8 by 128 version. But they just said, well, it will cost us more and we'll get more money for the high-end version. So they will only sell the high-end version now. And this is just a shame. I... It's a shame that the global ship shortage is happening at all. But it's also a shame that a company as rich as OnePlus is not able to foot the bill for these new chips. And sometimes it's not a matter of actually affording the chips. It's some places don't even can't make the chips for you because they just have too much demand. And they already have enough people buying chips from them that they just simply can't make anymore. Like um, one time I was actually talking with a factory worker uh, not a factory worker, but a factory to buy some stuff or to make some shirts. And there's like, uh, no. And I'm like, I will pay you to do this. And they're, nope, can't do it. And so, you know, sometimes it's not up to OnePlus. But if it was up to OnePlus and they just decide not to, shame on them. If it's not that case, well, shame on everyone else. But this is just a bad situation. I hope they eventually do come out with a um, 969 version where they come up with a 969 version in the next OnePlus 10. So, or the OnePlus 9T. But, you know, this is sad, but eh. And our last is Firefox is being knocked from its third place as best browser to Microsoft Edge. So, I saw this as I knew it would happen, but I didn't know it was happening so soon. Especially with the Chromium 
update. But this has actually been helped by the um, Microsoft Edge becoming default browser on um, Windows. And it really insists that it's the default browser. So, you know, I feel bad for Firefox, especially because Firefox 90 added features like SmartBlock 2.0, which now lets you have better um, ad blocking, but still allows you to use um, login pages such as Facebook. That's especially what this was made for, because some people were having trouble with Facebook logins for 2FA. But this allows you to log in using Facebook on actually simple process. I use three main plugins when I was using Firefox 89 called HTTPS Alt Everywhere, I think it was called, Privacy Browser and Adblock Ultimate. They are still great plugins, but I hopefully I won't need some of them um, with uh, SmartBlock 2.0. Might keep my ad blocker on there still. And yes, yes, I do not. I do um, disable my ad blocks on certain sites, but um, I think this will be overly good for everyone so that is our show with our very quick wrap-up since um i messed up so you may actually not be hearing this if uh, asher decides we can re-record it if not thank you for listening for this very short update subscribe in your podcast browser on or, or on youtube like if you're on youtube um go to our website which is badwires.media and I will see you in the next episode. This episode should be publishing around Friday or Saturday of this week. And our next episode will be Friday or Saturday of next week. And make sure to check out Neon on um, the 30th of next month. See you then. Bye.